0: joining us if you are online thank you for joining us there as well happy Mother's Day moms and ladies and we're especially glad to celebrate you too there's a special gift for our ladies in the lobby if you didn't see that on the way in please be sure to get that on the way out today we are thankful to have you here thankful to have you here especially if you're a guest with us today pray with me if you will as we begin to worship father God we thank you for this beautiful day Another day to celebrate your goodness and your grace and the power of the gospel in our lives. Jesus, we love you and we praise you. We give you the honor you deserve. And spirit, we invite you and welcome you here today as we worship. In Jesus' name we pray and the church said amen. Please stand with me if we worship today. Everybody, would you worship with us this morning? Alone in
1: my sorrow and dead in my sin, lost without hope, no
2: place to be.
1: Your love made a way. Let mercy. was arrested in my life Ash was redeemed, only beauty remained. My orphan heart is given Oh, My morning grew quiet, my feet rose to Death was arrested and my life began. Oh, your grace so free washes over me. You have made me new, now life begins with you. Release from my chains. I'm a prisoner no more My shame wants rest and the faithfully no more He cancelled my death and he called me Israel
2: for your place. children and their children and their children
3: Yes, God. I pray that this truth would be known in our hearts. You are for us. You are for us. You desire your very best for our lives. You desire good things for us. You plan to prosper us and not to harm us. You have a hope and a future for our lives. We look to the truth of the word of God that says that you're for us. We shut out any of the lies right now, any of the The moments of disparity God and we look to hope we look to your hope we look to your peace we look to your face Jesus Jesus thank you so much thank you so much for what you've provided for us through the cross and the work that you did through your resurrection and that power that we have access to through you Jesus in every situation of our lives Father I pray for every person in this room and every person online whatever situations that they're facing, whatever doubts, whatever fears, whatever blessings, whatever moments of truth or, or moments of happiness and gladness, whatever the whatever the situation is in our lives right now, God, we ask that you would be in that and that we'd see your peace and we'd see you at work, we'd see your hand and we would put our trust and our hope in you and in your goodness in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. As a moment of prayer... Just think about the people to your right and to your left for a quick moment and pray. Let's just pray for each other. Let's just take about 10 seconds. Look to your right and to your left. If you know their name or if you don't know their name, and just say a quick prayer for them. Ask God that he would bless them, that he would keep them, that he give them peace. It's okay if you don't know what to say. God knows your heart. God, I pray for goodness and good things in the lives of those around us. In Jesus' name, I thank you for your presence in this place. Thank you for your peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God is good. Let's give him a hand clap of praise. As part of worship, we're going to go ahead and receive our offering. Thank you for all that give and support the mission and what God's doing here in this place. You can be seated. Amen, amen. Welcome to church. Welcome to Christian Fellowship Church. We're so glad that you're here. If you're a guest with us, welcome. We thank you. The way way that we know that you're with us is we have a new here card in your seat back. It's kind of a greenish card. We'd love to get a little information from you so we can send you a note of thanks. We also have gifts for those of you that are guests with us. There's a little Sea of Paris coffee mug at the back there on your right side. One of the staff members will be back there to greet you. We'd love to say hello and meet with you. Uh, thanks for coming. Thanks for being here. If you're online, there's a link, a new here link. We'd love to send you a note of thanks there as well. Amen. Amen. Well, God is very, very good all the time. He's got good things for our lives. I do want to highlight a quick one quick thing before we see our announcement video and that is uh, stock the stock the shelves at the food pantry. That's something that we're a part of on a monthly basis. That happens this Tuesday. If you're interested, show up at the downtown food pantry at 6 o'clock this Tuesday to help stock the shelves there. It takes about 30 minutes uh, if enough people show up, and so I'd love to invite you to be a part of that and to plug into our community in that way. Of course, there's always other ways to plug in here at the church and in the community. There's a Serve Here card in your seat back. If you're interested in being uh, an usher or a greeter or helping with coffee or helping uh, with kids or with check-in or whatever there's all kinds of different places that you can get involved in we'd love uh, to have your involvement in the church and in our community so with that um, we've got one announcement on the video screen here if you'll pay attention to that
4: You're supposed to be doing announcements. Oh, sorry! I was so... I was grooving here with my mixtape. It was awesome. But hey, guess what? I have some great news for you guys today. This summer, we are having BBX! BBX is our vacation Bible experience. And this year, we're going to be teaching your kids that they can be confident in who they are in Jesus. Isn't that awesome? Better yet, I have some other changes that we did this year, and we are gonna be doing July 11th through the 16th. Only difference is that the first three days, July 11 12th, and 13th, we will only have pre-Ks, kindergartens, and first graders. And in the other days, July 14, 15, and 16th, we are going to have in second graders, third graders, fourth graders, and something special for your fifth and sixth graders, so your kids do not want to miss it. And just a little reminder: OVBX is during the night, so we start at six p.m. and usually we go around eight thirty. So sign up your kids. Sign up to start today. We're gonna have a table in the lobby, and if you are online at home, you can sign up on a website. Later, we're gonna have it on Facebook too. Now, one more thing. Are you ready? Did you guys took notes of the dates, by the way? July eleventh. the 16th but now we need volunteers every year I brag to everyone saying that CF Paris have the best volunteers ever so please let me brag again I like bragging let me brag again and sign up to be a volunteer and parents I know that you wanna just drop off your kids and leave and go do whatever you want but let me give you a bad idea how about if you help out and you have this amazing experience helping your kids and other kids to get closer to Jesus. Hmm? Hmm? I think it's awesome! Hey, okay. Hey, what?
3: Don't forget to tell them about grads.
4: Who's grads?
3: The graduates, you know what we're doing for the graduates on the May the twenty third?
4: No, this is just a BBX.
3: Oh, oh I guess we'll tell him about that next week.
4: Yeah, forget about it. He will tell you also, next week.
3: You may need to explain, especially to our graduates and younger what groove means, and what mixtape is? Uh,
4: Google it. Because right now, we have a groovy pastor coming in. Pastor Cory!
5: Sorry about that. It was was not so groovy of an entry. Oh, man. Um... Yes, so much getting ready to happen, so much getting ready to uh, to occur um, man it, it's exciting to uh, to to come together um, there's still those that are tuning in online and, and and I encourage you man, I am beyond thrilled at what God has provided us in being able to uh, take this this experience and share it with those who who are still homebound who still can 't come out for whatever reason but But guys, there's something truly powerful about the body of Christ coming together. There's something truly powerful in the way that God builds you and I. We talked last week about how God builds revelationally. And today, uh, I'm going to be talking about a a different aspect of how God builds within our lives. And all of this being a part of our Heart for His House series. They're working on it. We'll we'll get that trimmed out. Um, Yeah. So... Look, God is continuing to work in and through our lives. The question is whether or not, like we learned in the last week of our "This Changes Everything" series, do you recognize that God wants to use you? Do you realize that God's plan, God's purpose, God's, God's design for today, it includes you. Uh, today is, is Mother's Day, Happy Mother's Day to all of, uh, all of the women in our lives) Give them a shout out. Um, I'm excited to be able to share with you today, and I want to use today a celebration of mothers as an example for all of us. An example for all of us, an example that mothers um, predominantly, for the most part, display in levels and ways that that, uh, should teach us all. Mother's Day can be a difficult time for many. Some are dealing with uh, the recent loss of a mom. Uh, Others, others for many reasons, haven't been able to have a child, and, and there's pain, there's hurt that comes with the day like today. But despite our our hurts, we can't belittle the role that a mother figure plays in every single one of our lives. A mother figure exemplifies uh, this day. It's a celebration of the opportunity that we all have to impact people's lives, but but not just on a daily level, but more so on an eternal scale. It's the building of the next generation. I'm trying to get that going there. There we go. <laughs> the building of the next generation. Uh, Last week we talked about how God builds revelationally and I said that God's heart, God's heart for each of us is that none should perish but that all should have eternal life. His love for you is so great that, that he does whatever it takes to help restore the relationship that was broken when sin was introduced into the world. God's desire is to restore that relationship. Like Brandon said here, not this next week. This next week is our our actual Heart for His House Sunday. But then the following week, we're going to be starting our relationship series. And and this is the, the third way that God builds within our lives is he uses us. He uses us together, coming together. It's the body of Christ building one another up, edifying one another. He does what it takes to help restore the relationships that are hurt. God wants to reveal his love to you. But I think where we miss it a lot of times, the purpose of the revelation within our life is always to help bring about his revelation into the next generation. God wants to use you. God wants to use you to build generationally. Last week we looked at, uh, at Psalms 127, verse 1, and it says this, it says, Unless the Lord builds the house, the builders labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. Now, again, as we looked at this scripture, talking about how God reveals himself revelationally, we talked about the, this, this, uh, this shift in the word that we use is house. Not brick or mortar so much as you and I. God is building in you and I. This is the structure. This is the church that God is building. And then the coming together of the body of Christ is in Scripture. We see the city set upon a hill. Or right here in this Scripture, the Lord then watches over the city. When God brings us together, the Lord then watches over what's going on. What God builds, it says he guards. That's you and I. So he guards each and every one of us. We don't have to fear today. Uh, along with guarding us, what he promises, he keeps. God is faithful to his promises. But, but don't you know that most of us, most of us aren't necessarily so much worried about today as we are about tomorrow. Well, well Corey, what, what happens when? What, what about, what if this? But, 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 Corey, do you know how this is going to turn out? So here's what I love about this promise. Even better than the Lord guards over you, his promise, his building, it doesn't end with you. If you put him first in your life, if you continue to seek him and seek his kingdom first, scripture promises that he will build through you into generations. I I, I hope that was caught on camera. That was just amazing. I had a dry mouth this morning, so I took a tiny little piece of gum and I stuck it in my cheek lip, and it just spit out. Yeah. Man. I mean, I got to say it now. So there was years ago, years ago, we, we were having this time of worship, and I was leading worship at the time. And, and there was these set of stairs that, that probably about 10 set of stairs. And, and for whatever reason that day, I had a cold, and I had a lozenge in my mouth, and I'm worshiping. And during one particular transition, I just it popped right out and landed on the very first step. My thought is, no problem, I'll walk down at the end of all this, I'll get it, we'll be done. The pastor comes up and he says, I'd like everybody to come up to the front and kneel at the altar today. <laughs> one, of the, one of the elders' wives like, like came down, kneeled, and then just like, buried her head right into my throat lozenge. Oh, you think I would have learned my lesson, thank you, God. Um, all right, let's pull this back. I love the fact that his promise, his building, it doesn't end with me, with my failures, with my flaws, with what this is. The promises of God extend to generations. The promises of God in my life are an extension of promises of God to my father, to his father, to people long before me, leaders in the faith. And so the same today as I stand here and walk in him I too set the way for generations to come. Acts chapter 2 verse 39 says, The promise is for you and for your children and for all who are afar off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. That's you and I, but maybe even better than that's you and I. I, I mean, that's hope. When, when I hear that, I'm like, yes, but, but more so than just yes for me. I mean, that's, that's yes for What's to come? That's yes for for not just my children, but for for the people who I, I, I then as well help along the way. Each and every one of us given that same opportunity to to lead, to guide, to direct somebody else, to to bring, to nurture somebody in and to show them that God wants to build more than just here and now. He wants to build in you for tomorrow through generations. There's a great illustration of all this in in, uh, 2 Samuel King David, it, it, the, the story's about King David, and King David had just vanquished a, a number of his foes. with God is, you know, he, he realized his need for God, he's vanquished these foes. And now we pick up in uh, 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 1, it says this. It says, after the king, David, was settled in his palace. Notice that line. He, I mean, he's, he's set. He's settled in his palace. The Lord had given him rest from all his enemies around him. He said to Nathan the prophet, Here I am living in a house of cedar while the ark of God remains in a tent. Nathan replied to the king, Whatever you have in mind, go ahead and do it, for the Lord is with you. So David is, is successful. He's doing well. But he laments that the Lord dwells in a tent he realizes that, that there is, there's more honor that needs to be given towards God and the blessings that God has bestowed upon him. So he decides, I'm going to build God a house. The prophet, Dave, uh, the prophet Nathan initially says to David, do all that is in your heart. But that night, God speaks to Nathan. And, and he tells him, look, David's not going to build me a house. I'm going to give him a son, and the son is going to build me a house. But, but let me read to you God's response Picking up and jumping down to, to verse 11, it says this The Lord declares to you that the Lord Himself will establish a house for you. Remember, what's David doing? David settled in his palace. He has a house, right? But here's God saying, I recognize your heart. I recognize that you're a man after my heart. I recognize that you wanna honor, and because of that honor, I want to build you a house. I want to establish you a house. Continues on, it says, Whenever your days are over and you rest with your ancestors, I will raise up your offspring to succeed you, your own flesh and blood. So, so now notice, this is, this is something so much more than just a house. A temple that David was going to build was a structure, but, but the Lord's coming back saying this is so much bigger than just a structure. I will raise up your offspring to succeed you, your own flesh and blood, and I will establish his kingdom. He is the one who will build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be his father, and he will be my son. If he sins, I will correct him and discipline him with the rod like any father would. But my favor will not be taken from him. And then it jumps down and says, your house and your kingdom will continue before me for all time and your throne will be secure forever. I mean, what a powerful promise. Now, we know literally, literally that son that, that we read about here is Solomon. And Solomon would go on to become king. And as king, he, he ended up building a, a magnificent temple, Scripture talks about. It was a beautiful temple that people the world over came to see. People the world over wanted to see the awesome work that God was doing in this situation. And they would come to visit. But more than just that, more than just that, God is talking about building generationally. He's speaking about Jesus. Jesus was the prophetic fulfillment who still today is building his house forever. He's still building his house, you and I. I wanna look at this scripture again In, in, in the light of the understanding that God is building generationally. Look at this again. It says, the Lord declares to you that the Lord himself will establish a house for you. When your days are over and you rest with your ancestors, I will raise up your offspring to succeed you, your own flesh and blood, and I will establish his kingdom. The Lord's talking about so much more than just David's son. I will raise up your offspring to succeed you. I will establish his kingdom. He is the one who will build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be his father, and he will be my son. The house, the house God is referring to is not brick or mortar. It's God building generationally putting his favor on generations that would come from David, his children's children. And that lineage, that house as it was referred to, ultimately produced Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, who who was also called Son of David. God was establishing his building project David had already had that revelational knowledge of who God is. That revelation came to him. And now he realized so much more than just my golden ticket to heaven, my my escape from reality, my sins are forgiven, my this or my that. What he started to recognize is, is this isn't just about me. It's about following God and in following God, letting others see your heart for him. David's heart was right, and and because he had a heart for God's house, God instead built David a house, a house that, that money couldn't buy. It was something so much bigger than just a structure. It was generational building. Guys, look, and this is so true for your life. God always plans, thinks, and builds generationally. So with that, So with that, if that's the way that God operates, then then my question to you, so critically important, is what is it you generate? What is it you generate? What are you then pouring out into the lives of others? Who are you impacting? So here we're talking about David. Let's jump jump, uh, uh, over a thousand years before. A thousand years before, there was a man by the name of Abraham. Abraham received a promise of a blessing from God. But for that blessing to come to pass, in Abraham's life, there would have to be a son that was generated. So Abraham's promise was based on God saying that you will have a son. There was supposed to be a generation to come. And Abraham, into his old age, fought a fight of faith Because he had no son. He didn't see it in the natural. The circumstances right in front of him said, dictated, if you would, otherwise from what God was trying to tell him. The promise of God. Abraham's whole faith battle was around the son he didn't have. But God's promises are generational. And so what ended up happening is a single son was born. A single son was born. Remember, Abraham was told to step outside his tent and to look up at the stars. He was told to count the multitude and said, because your heart is right, because you followed me, this will be your inheritance. It's the stars that if you can count them, this will be the generations that come. (laughs) So from there, some 500 years later, After a period of 400 plus years of being enslaved in Egypt, thinking that they were forgotten, God appears to a man by the name of Moses in a burning bush, and he's instructing Moses that we're going to deliver Israel. And in this instruction, in this communication to Moses, who does God say that he is? How does Moses know who he's talking to? God, from the burning bush, speaks and says, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now, hear me. If you read this passage in Scripture, you're going to see that Moses has already been talking to the bush. It it doesn't say it was natural. It just says he started talking to the bush. They're communicating. They're going back and forth with the bush. It's on fire. But upon hearing this, I am the God of Abraham. Scripture says that Moses fell on his face in reverence. It wasn't the, the bush burning, it wasn't the voice of God coming from the bush necessarily. It was the, the recognition all of a sudden of something else. I am the God of Abraham. He fell on his face and worshipped. Because at that very moment, I I think something that we missed, but at that very moment, God was revealing to him that the building program that, that was started 500 years before in a man named Abraham, that God was still building generationally through those people. God was building through the generations. God had not forgotten when God spoke to Moses through the burning bush, he's telling Moses, Moses, you, you need to realize the work I'm doing, the building that I'm doing, it's not just about you. Nor is it just about your lifetime. I've been doing this for generations and I'm going to continue to build through generations. And the beautiful thing is, is God is telling you and I the same thing Today. You've been given a gift. You've been given the opportunity to build into generations for tomorrow. God is telling you, the work I'm doing, the building I'm doing, it's not just about you. Nor is it about your lifetime. Time after time throughout Scripture, we see that the covenant God makes with you, that God is saying he's going to carry this covenant out, not only with you, but through you to your children's children. God's blessings, guys hear me man, God's blessings are for the man or the woman that is willing to be righteous in him. Who's willing to sell out to the king, willing to put the kingdom of God first. When God reveals himself to you, understand it's with the intent that he wants to use you to pour into others. God will respond to that individual, that individual that pursues, that has a heart after God. He's going to have a a response to them that says, I have something special for you. Generations will be blessed because of you. Check this. Remember back to David. David wanted to build a house for the Lord. And God responds back because of David's heart. God responds back saying, I'm going to build you a house, David. David. And look, and David gave, David, David gave towards the building of the house of God. He, he just, he, he just didn't get to see it go up, the building that he was thinking about. But he followed through, he, he put action to, 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 to mouth, to faith. So then how does God respond to a man who wanted to build him a house, who wanted to build God a house, who wanted to invest in leaving a godly legacy for generations, How does God respond then in this promise that he gave David? Your house and your kingdom will continue before me for all time and your throne will be secure forever. Watch this with me. I'm going to jump ahead in scripture into uh, 1 Kings chapter 11. 1 Kings chapter 11 says this. So David has passed away. Now we have Solomon ruling. It says this, the Lord was very angry with Solomon for his heart had turned away from the Lord who had appeared to him twice. He had warned Solomon specifically about worshiping other gods, but Solomon did not listen to the Lord's command. So the Lord said to him, since you have not kept my commandment, since you have disobeyed my decrees, I will tear the kingdom away from you and give it to one of your servants. But But for the sake of your father, David, I won't do this while you're still alive. I will take the kingdom away from your son, and and I will not take away the entire kingdom. I will let him be king of one tribe for the sake of my servant, David. So despite Solomon's blatant disregard for the command of the Lord, because of the promise given to David... For the sake of my servant David, I will let him be king. So that was 53 years later. Let's jump ahead uh, to 1 Kings chapter 15. This is 86 years. It says, Abijam is the great grandson of David. Abijam, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping it's close. Work with me. Abijam reigned in Jerusalem and committed the same sins as his father before him. He was not faithful to the Lord his God and his ancestor, as his ancestor David had been. But for David's sake, the Lord his God allowed his descendants to continue ruling, shining like a lamp, and he gave Abijam a son to rule after him in Jerusalem. For David had done what was pleasing in the Lord's sight and had obeyed the Lord's commands throughout his life, except in the affair concerning Uriah the Hittite. You know that whole Bathsheba thing. There was that one little, oops. All right, 156 years later. Second Kings chapter 8, verses 18 and 19. But Jehoram, now another son, followed the example of the kings of Israel and was as wicked as King Ahab. For he had married one of Ahab's daughters. So Jehoram did what was evil in the Lord's sight, but the Lord did not want to destroy Judah. For he had promised his servant David that his descendants would continue to rule, shining like a lamp forever. Is it possible that you could impact tomorrow's generation? Or maybe their generation, or the generation after that? Watch here, 313 years later. So after this, 313 years later, there's an Assyrian general. There's a, this, this Assyrian army, this king is coming against Jerusalem. And look, Jerusalem doesn't stand a chance. They're going to get wiped out. I, I mean, if you look at the numbers, if you look at the odds, there's no way. But they cry out to God, and God answers and says this. In 2 Kings chapter 19, verse 34, says, For my own honor and for the sake of my servant, this is God speaking, for my own honor and for the sake of my servant David, I will defend this city and protect it. Every single one of these scriptures they let us know that the promises of God say the righteous those those who 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 live righteously those who who make righteous decisions today it pays rich dividends generationally <laughs> not just when you're alive not not just today or maybe even just tomorrow but but it affects your children and your children's children generations are impacted This Bible principle seen in David's life is not just for David only, but for all who put God first. For all who put God first. You want to affect the lives of generations? If you want to affect the lives of generations, start by putting God first in your life. Sadly, most of what we do is is centered around a a mentality of me. Me. My life, my job, my money. For a number of generations, what we've done is is we've created a culture that forgets about the next generation. We look at the generation as less than. We look at the next generation, and I'm not saying that this is just now. This has been going on for, for years. You don't have the work ethic of. Well, you don't have the ability of. We forget that God builds generationally and you can't build somebody up while you're telling them that they're less than. The Bible says this in in Psalms 112. It says, the offspring of the righteous are blessed. Blessed. It says, praise the Lord, blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. His descendants will be mighty on earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches will be in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. God's call for our children And I'm speaking all inclusively. I'm speaking to generations, looking into generations. God's call for our children is not mediocrity. God's call for our children is not poverty. I'm glad two, three agree. We get these mentalities, we get these mindsets, and then we end up putting it off on the next generation. When all the while God is saying, I need to use you, I want to use you, I want to build within you, but the reason I'm building in you is to reach them. The word of God is alive today because Jesus influenced disciples because those disciples then influenced others because Paul had a Timothy because there was relationship involved and they they came together they brought each other together and they realized this can't end here this can't end with me the blessings of God are so much bigger than just myself the blessings of God are for a generation God's called our children to go places to go heights that we'll never reach Our children are are to start where we left off. But this only happens if we heed the scriptural call and and, and understand that that God is not just wanting us. He's wanting to build generationally through us into our children. For the promise is unto you and to your children. Guys, man, I I hope, I pray to God y'all catch this. Our children aren't called to some dead church. God's promise is that my kids, my kids are gonna inherit and be right in the middle of God's manifested presence. Right in the middle of the awesome work the Lord will do here in this place. I told you all last week, and, and if you've, if you've uh, been coming to, coming to gather with us here for long, um, you know this is our vision scripture. This is uh, the scripture that I truly believe God gave us when we built this building. Exodus 3410, our address, 3410 North Maine. And, and, and as I read this, I know that this is the Lord's promise over us. He said, The Lord said, I'm making a covenant with you before all your people. I will do wonders never before done in any nation in all the world. The people you live among will see how awesome is the work that I, the Lord, will do for you. Uh, it's a powerful scripture, and look i 'm going to say this because uh so with with part of everything that's gone on this last year we've had to uh, stop doing some of our community groups, some of our sunday school groups, and, and we're getting those started back up there's some of those that are are going to be meeting here within this building again use, utilizing this facility but but one of those groups it, it was a Sunday morning group continued online, if you will uh greg smith uh man. He uh, continued to write weekly an article and send it out to his class. And, and, and if you haven't gotten it, email the church. You, the, the insight is just, the, the biblical insight is, is phenomenal. I love reading what he says. But this last week he talked about even this scripture. There was a, the talk about grace and Mercy. All of these things about God. But ultimately what we see is, is that through this scripture, God is wanting to use you and me to build generationally. That the people that we live among would see the wonders never foredone by God, that they would see that the Lord is awesome. Last week, I, uh, as I, I close, I'm going to go ahead and have the, the band come up. Um... Last week, I talked about some of the projects that we're looking to do here. And if you're new here, we one, one time a year, uh, we have a Heart for His House offering. That will be next week. And I ask everybody, just pray about how you feel God would have you be involved in that. And I mentioned some of the projects that we have going. We, we have some bathrooms that we left unfinished in the back, and, and uh, there's some stuff over, over the, the daycare um, playground area. All of these things are, are things that we want to make sure and, and utilize because this building is so used by the community. But also, but also guys, look, I, I made a promise when we built this building, and, and what I'm believing as well is just to be able to pay down on debt. For some of you, it's going to be, hey, man, I really feel called. I, you talked about a, an awning over the kids, and my kids burn up in the sun, so I really feel called and led to give to that. For others, you understand the control that debt can have over people's lives. And so, look, man, we're, we're excited just to be able to put down on debt. When we came into this building, when we talked about this, I, I mentioned to everybody, and I said, look, I'm, I would never leave us in debt. I will lead us out of debt. My wife and I were talking about the, just the blessing that it's been for us. To now have have uh, lived here in Paris for eight years. This is my house, just as much as this is your house. And being real with you guys, uh, next week I, I I'm I'm always hesitant to talk about finances and stuff like that. But what I'm believing for, what we need what we need to get done and finish it as well, just to be able to kind of drop down some of our debt. I'd love to see eighty thousand come in. The truth is, my God's bigger. We've had years where numbers have, have soared, and, and man, I'm, I thank God for it. But through it all, I pray that you recognize my heart and that our hearts are aligned in, in this understanding of that this isn't a, a capital campaign so much as it is, do you wanna get involved in our house? God is building in you, but Would you be willing to invest in a seat for a kid that's not even born yet? Would you be willing to invest in playground awning for for a child that's not even born yet? I'm believing that as we strive to put God first in our lives, that not only will God supply all of our needs, but that you're gonna see that he's given you the power to impact generations. I I feel, as I read through scripture, as I see what God's done in my own life, the real test to see if God is in something or not is does it survive past you to bless the second, the third generation? That's the test. Some would ask, is, is our church great? let's see what survives past us. Are we willing to take the word of God, thy word have I hid in my heart so that I might not sin against him, but then as well take that word and let it then be a light that, that shines to a community around us. Are we willing to love like he loved? Are we, are we willing to get involved? Are we willing to care? Maybe even in a generation that's so different than you, Only God can build a family. But what God builds, he guards. And you and I have the opportunity to impact generations. So the question the question is generationally speaking, what are we going to do that's going to remain after we're gone? In your life, what are you going to do today that's going to remain after you're gone? And look, structures, structures will fall. Buildings will come, they'll rise, they'll fall, all of that, but, but, but he, but he will remain. Church, it's up to us. He wants to use you to build, to impact people's lives. What are we gonna do that's gonna remain after we're gone? Me? I'm gonna follow him. If you bow your heads with me. Heavenly Father, I I pray. Lord God, across this room, for those that are tuning in online, Lord Jesus, that there would be uh, an awakening of sorts within their lives, Lord God, that that are refreshing Lord, that that they would realize that you are so much more than just the God of today. Father, that your promises are the same yesterday, today and forever, Lord God that the blessings that you want to pour out on their life is the blessings that you want to multiply in their kids life in their children's life, in their children's children's life, Lord God, and, and not even necessarily natural children, Lord God, but but that desire to pour out into those around us, to pour out into generations, to build up, Lord God, instead of tear down. I pray, Father, that we would have a heart that would build, Father, your house, your people, regardless of it's the style or the whatever that we're used to or accustomed to, Lord God, that we would recognize your working in everyone, Lord God, and that we would come through and say, Father, how can we help influence them in the right direction, in the right way? How can we continue to put you first and show them, Lord God, your favor? Father, I thank you for all that you are, for all that you're doing. Guys, as I close, what I'd like us to do, uh, if you will stand, we're gonna sing the bridge of this last song again. And this is, man, my prayer for you, as well as I believe God's promise for us, His favor upon generations. Come on, guys, let's sing this. We worship you.
2: May his favor be upon you. May his favor be upon you and a thousand generations. And your family, your children, and their children. May his
5: favor 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 be be
2: upon upon you and a thousand generations. Grab a hold of it, church. This is for you. This is his promise to you. His favor. Yes, Lord God. Come on, my family, their children, their children. May his favor be upon you. Yes, Lord God. God.
5: using this body, this people, Lord God, to impact generations, to not fill a seat at a church, Lord God, but but to fill a role within the church, to walk about as the church of God, to walk putting you as their righteousness, Lord God, their holiness, found only in you, Lord God, we walk. With our shoulders back, our head held high, even in the middle of storms and adversity. And Lord God, we face it all knowing that your promises are true today and forever. That my generations are blessed because of your name. God, unto you, be all power, all glory, all honor. It's in the name of your son that we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Guys, y'all have a very, very, very blessed week. Remember, God wants to use you to impact. Come on.